Here's the truth. Your cell phone company is probably funding liberal gun grabbers, Planned Parenthood, and liberal candidates. Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone company, gives you the option of pulling your hard-earned money out of liberal hands and putting it into organizations that fight for the First and Second Amendment, border security, and the sanctity of life, and saves you money. Join thousands of Americans using Patriot Mobile and get reliable nationwide coverage Unlimited talk and text and high-speed data that fights for your freedom. Switch today at PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. Again, that's PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. He will never again harm another innocent man, woman, or child. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. The world is now a much safer place. God bless America. Like a dog. Like a dog. A dog. A dog. Like a pig. Like a savage little beast. Like a coward, whimpering fool. Folks, I have been waiting for a speech like that since Reagan's Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall speech. Here, here. Like a dog. Like a whimpering dog. You're not going to want to go anywhere today, folks. We have a stacked, stacked, double stacked show today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you? It's good to see you again, my friend. Hi, uh, you too, Daniel. Good to see you. And it sure was a wild weekend, huh? And uh, Yes, wow, it was. Which, I was so actually on the air. Today. Yeah. You said you watched Judge Janine. I was on yeah. the air in my studio right here. I just changed the background. Yeah. Uh, back from Magnolia, Arkansas. Thank you to everyone over there for the tremendous <laughs> hospitality. Um, I was on the air when the Trump tweet came out that something big had just happened. That's and right. I said to myself, Paula, what did I say to you in the kitchen? I know I did not know it was Al Baghdadi. I, I'm not again. I don't. I, this is not like some self-congratulatory moment. But what did I say to you we were in the kitchen? I go, he got one of them. He got a high value target. There's no doubt in my mind. So I was waiting and the news didn't really come out until in full until the next morning. But um, as Joe said to me before, this is going to be a great day and a great show. I've got some oh, really yeah. good analysis for you. Don't go anywhere. Oh, and yeah. just remember, like a dog, like a dog. All right, folks, today's show brought to you by our buddies at My Patriot Supply. Folks, listen, you ensure everything in your lives that matter. You insure your car, you insure your health, you insure people have eyeglasses insurance, dental insurance. How can you not insure your food supply? It's crazy. Here's the reality. Emergencies don't make an appointment. They strike without warning and you're surprised. Electricity could go out. We have power failures, stock market crashes, earthquakes, hurricanes down here where I am in Florida. Things happen when you don't expect them. And sadly, sometimes even down here where we're very well prepared, once in a while you'll show up at the Walmart or the Publix or whatever, and there's no food left on the shelves. Avoid these problems. Prepare now when things are calm and everybody's collected. Ask yourself, could you feed yourself for several weeks with the food you have at home at this very moment? Probably not. 
Uh-uh. It's time to build an emergency food supply. There you go. I trust and use my Patriot Supply. You should too. A two-week emergency food kit will get you started this week. Save $70 on those food kits when you go to my special website, preparewithdan.com. These food kits include meals. They taste good too. That last up to 25 years in storage. That's 25 years of mental sanity, not worrying about your food. And they arrive fast with guaranteed two-day delivery to your door. Folks, listen, prepare now. When you know, when you know things are calm, go to preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. Preparewithdan.com. Don't wait. Do it today. All right, Joe. Let's go. All right. Man, I missed that bell. Thank yeah. you, by the way, for Friday. It was our most listened to yes. show ever, even though it was a road show with Woo. pretty awful visuals on the YouTube. We're sorry. You don't know what we had to go through to get Boy, that, that show out there. Work, and a special it? thank you to you, Paula, over there, yeah. who did a magical job. I'm serious. On uh-huh. Friday, we almost didn't get you a video show, uh-huh. um, but she made it happen. All right, folks. So... Now, I mean, obviously, unless you're living in a cave, pun intended, um, al-Baghdadi ISIS leader uh, was killed by our special forces this weekend by our heroic, brave uh, and just incredibly well-trained, disciplined, um, patriotic, heroic, valorous. I, I can't think of enough positive adjectives. To, to, to stamp on our military folks. You're just the best. Simply I mean, you're just the, the best, best baby. You're the gold medal Simply of gold medal. best, yes. You, Simply the, there's no other way to Ain't say no it. no other way, brother. I, I mean, one of the most distinct pleasures of my time, one of the distinct pleasures, that was terrible English, of being a Secret Service agent for me was to get to work with QRFs that were Delta, Berets, mm. Navy SEALs. They're just the bet. They're, there's not even, folks, you have to understand when it comes to special forces, there's not even a close second. Mm-mm. There isn't. I'm sorry. We are just the best. We not. I should say we. They. I. I. I could. I could. I, yeah. There's no way I could do what they do. You are the best, and you should take a bow. President Trump celebrated them appropriately at his press conference. But one of the things I wanted to highlight: Trump gave the order for this attack to go through. They followed ISIS. Uh, this ISIS leader into an underground cave where he belongs. This mutt. This dog. This pig. They followed him down there. They sent one of their dogs down. And this cowardly chump pig dog, yes, dog, dog, like a dog, blew himself up with a couple of kids and his wives because he's a chump and he's a coward. He's a pig and a dog, a dog. I can't say that enough. Thank you to the president for bringing that up. Now, listen, I could go on all day about this. But I mean what I said. I've been waiting for a speech like this for a long time. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you why. These ISIS chump cowards with their masks and their knives and their beheading when everybody's handcuffed behind their back, they're blowing up of innocent women and children. You don't ever see them in a man-to-man face-off with anyone. They don't have the balls, pardon my language castrated little eunuchs, dogs, dogs. It's an insult to dogs. They don't have the balls to face down our people one-on-one. They never did. They die like chumps and whimpering cowards, like Trump said. The problem I have with us dancing around it, Mm -hmm. like we've done in the past, and I'll get to, oh, do I got video and photos for you today of the liberal media meltdown you're not going to want to miss. Oh, no, daddy. The problem, and Joe, tell me if you agree here, mm. is by 
dancing around and being cutesy. Well, they deserve respect in their death. They oh, deserve to be crapped on. My ass. Like dogs. Yeah, I'm sorry. Because they me. recruit people based on this faux bravado. Yeah. Look at us, brave ISIS. Where you're not brave. You're a bunch of chumps. You decapitate people who are handcuffed on their knees while you're while you're standing there with AK-47s pointing at their. That's what's brave about that? I met braver people in the jujitsu class this week who got their blue belts, but all of them. You're a bunch of chumps. You've always been chumps. You blow people up. Oh, they're so they're so brave. They that brave. The, the defenders of these losers. You think? Oh, they don't. They have defenders. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. Oh, I haven't even got. Oh, oh they oh, have defenders. Daddy. These are chumps. They use this fake bravado to go out and recruit other members. It's brave, valorous warriors. Not brave. They're dogs. Whimpering, crying chumps who, when they were staring down the barrel of the bravest men on this planet, the men that enacted that special forces raid, he ran like a chump, like a dog. Down his little cave. You know what? I'm, I'm dead serious, dude. It's an insult to dogs. I know exactly what Trump meant, by the way. But the dog that followed him down that tunnel and is going to lose one of his legs, our service dog, was braver than the dog Baghdadi. Dog. I've been waiting for eons for a president to finally knock these guys down a peg and call them out for what they were. Bin Laden died like a coward and mm. so did al-Baghdadi because that's exactly what they are. And I am so grateful to the president of the United States for one, celebrating our military heroes who did this, but secondly, for contrasting their bravery, their peerless, peerless bravery with the peerless cowardice of these chump pig dogs fleeing like, like, like cowards, whimpering, crying pigs down a cave. That's what they are. You died a whimpering little child. Now, some people didn't like that, Joe. Oh, 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 really, Dan? I'm going to get the, oh, yeah. I got to get to the Washington Post. This this is what, you're not going to, I promise you this, you are not going to believe this next segment is going to shake your soul. Even though you know how awful the Washington Post is, they have transcended new levels of awful. But a couple of things, before I get to that, I just want to mention, there are a couple of liberals out there, including uh, this ex-military official in the Obama administration. What was his name? James Winifield or something? Winifeld? Was out there talking about how we should have given this guy an honorable burial. What? <laughs> you should have fed him to the dog. Uh, uh, Joe, last week, remember? Uh, uh, you know, I, it's interesting. It, th- these people who want these endless wars and were upset that Trump pulled our people yeah. out. Yeah. Now that we go back uh-huh. and we enacted what I what it was an, an incredibly strategic tactical success an attack decapitating the head of ISIS. Now, all of a sudden, the same people last week, Joe, remember last week what the line was? Mm-hmm. 
we got to get, if we don't kill them over there, they're going to be over here. Now we kill them over there. And these same anti-Trump lunatics are still mad at Trump. Of course, Dan. We should give him an honorable burial. Should have, they, they did exactly what they should have done. They dropped a, a, a bomb on that place after they were done so it couldn't become a shrine to this dog. Dog. Yep. Time number 10,000. Dog. Now, a long time ago, I covered this on the show. And I want to just quickly sum this up again because it matters. It's a simplistic way of looking at it, but I call it the Brock Lesnar versus Vinny theory. Folks, there are two ways to ensure and enshrine our national security the way I see it. We can be Brock Lesnar, the big UFC fighter. Is he 6'7", 300 pounds of muscle? He's a scary-looking dude. You could be big. You could be bad. You could be everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. You have that footprint all over the world. Folks, I just don't agree with that. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to relitigate the case I made last week as to why uh, we should not be the world's policemen. I'm not suggesting there aren't uh, foreign you know, uh, conflicts we may need to get involved with in the future. I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm simply suggesting that we do not need, need to be everywhere all the time. I'll call that the Brock Lesnar approach. You need to be big. You need to be bad. You need to be everywhere. And you need to be scary all the time. I don't agree. I think we need the Vinny approach. And by the Vinny approach, I think of this guy growing up, I knew, small guy. He wasn't big or even remotely intimidating. But nobody wanted to fight this guy. And you know why, Joe? Because mm. every time you mess with this kid, you may have gotten your licks in on him, mm -hmm. but he was going to fight you no matter what. I'm not kidding. He didn't care how big you were, how bad you were. He would pick up a bottle, a stop sign. I actually <laughs> watched him pick up a stop sign one time in front of a bar in Sunnyside and hit a guy. I'm not kidding. I know the type. He would yeah. fight you at the drop of a hat yeah. no matter what. And eventually, guys who knew they could beat him up, Joe, Stop messing with him because they just didn't want to get in a fight it anymore. It just isn't worth it. Yeah, right. Yeah. It just isn't. It's not worth it. <laughs> right. This is more the Vinny approach where you mess with us, you F with us. Sorry. Yeah. Then you will find yourself at the end of a cave being chased down like a dog, like you were whimpering and crying, like the coward chump you were. Because we'll find you, just like we found bin Laden. We will find you. Zawa here, he's next. Oh, did you, find, did you hear that, by the way, breaking news last night, that one of the ISIS spokesmen was killed right oh. after the attack, too? Oh, you didn't. You missed that one, did you? Oh. Got lost. Where'd that come from? Was that from the intelligence op afterwards, where they picked up all the info at the scene? If I were ISIS right now, and I were the leadership of ISIS, I'd be putting those adult depends on right now. You're going to need them, chumps. All right, moving on. Showing you how these radical liberals can't, they, they, they folks, they, they hate this president so much that they've now let it spill into hating America. I, I don't know how any other way to explain Thank what you, we saw this Thank you. Right? This travesty yeah. in the Washington Post. Has to be this said. This absolute disgrace of a headline. Yeah. Now, hat tip to Yashar Ali, who caught the headline change. Here's one of the headlines that ran in the Washington Post. And now, I'm, I'm, I'm still yet to figure out if this ran before and they changed it and then changed it back 
or if this ran after. I'll put up the headlines and you'll get what I mean because I've seen conflicting accounts. Here's one of the headlines they ran first, the obituary for the dog al-Baghdadi. Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, Islamic State's terrorist in chief, dies at 48. Okay, Washington Post. Well, nothing wrong with that, right? Now, again, there's a question mark if that headline ran first mm-hmm. and this insane headline, which actually ran, was up next or if it was the change one. I've seen three or four different accounts of this now. Here's the headline. They had to take down the Washington Post, which is the grossest thing I think I've ever seen in media. And believe me, that's saying a lot. Check this out. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at helm of Islamic State, dies at 48? Wait, wait, come again? Austere religious scholar? You mean the rapist, terrorist, pig, dog, and beheader of human beings while they're handcuffed? You mean that guy? Rapist, pig, dog, beheader, terrorist. You mean the same guy? That's the austere religious scholar? Folks, if you think the headline was bad, again, that whatever remnant or sliver of credibility you mistakenly thought the Washington Post had left, folks, you can now take that, throw it in the bowl, and flush it. You think the headline was bad? I have a couple screenshots from you from inside the piece that are even worse. This is the obituary for pig, dog, rapist, whimpering coward, now dead man, al-Baghdadi. Check this out. This was in the Washington Post. When Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi took the reins of Islamic State of of ISIS uh, in 2010, Few had heard of the organization or its new leader. An austere religious scholar, Joe, with wireframe glasses. And no known aptitude for fighting and killing? Oh, my. Uh. Uh. Did you interview him back then? What was he, uh, a member of the Peace Corps? What was he doing? Was he volunteering at St. Jude's? I don't understand. Like, he had no aptitude for... Do you understand what the difference between aptitude and achievement? Like, the Washington Post lunatic who wrote this, who should resign, seriously, I'm not even kidding, it's not hyperbole, resign immediately and never, ever write another piece in public again? The religious scholar with the wireframe glasses who had no aptitude. Do you know what aptitude means? Do you understand the difference? Aptitude, achievement. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, do you not get that? (sighs) Folks, the the piece goes on. You would think they were, this was a, this was an obituary, you know, uh, for, for, for like someone who's being beatified or something. Mm. This is a rapist, terrorist pig. More from this gem of a piece. Listen to this. I'm telling you, you think they were writing this about like uh, a, 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 the baseball MVP and a public service award. 
From his teens, he was fascinated with Islamic history and the intricacies of Islamic law. Yeah, I'd say. Acquaintances would remember him, Joe, as a shy, nearsighted youth who liked soccer, but preferred to spend his free time beheading and raping people. No, no, it actually says who prefers to spend his free time at the local mosque. Oh, what could have gone wrong? <laughs> no idea, Joe. Why did I he don't know. Take a um, wrong turn. Maybe he didn't take enough vitamin D growing. I mean, is this a serious piece? He preferred to spend his time at the local mosque. He actually preferred to spend his time raping people and beheading innocent human beings. You may want to throw that in there. Just saying. Just a note. You may want to chuck that in there a little bit. Maybe a relevant piece of info. For the austere religious scholar with the wireframe glasses. Ah, dude. Yeah, I know. I know because Joe gets to see this stuff before the show. It pisses me off. It's like hard to believe. This is is not (sighs) the onion. I'm not making that up. It's not a satire show. Joe and I sometimes, you know... We were, I was debating with Joe before the show. Like the tone, I wanted this tone to be sincere, of course, and mm-hmm. heartfelt and gratitude to our military people. But I, I mean, I don't want to, I could rage. I don't even know what to do, but to mock these complete lunatics. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to do. I'm really confused. You need to see this though. Not for the case of mockery or for, 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 for quick laughs. That's not what any of the coverage I'm doing is about. No, no, It's no, about no. you understand the war we're fighting here. This culture war against a lying, anti-American group of hacks pretending to be journalists who hate this president so much that they subscribe to the enemy of my enemy is my friend theory, where they actually write an obituary, almost laudatory, about a rapist dog terrorist only because a Trump authorized raid was responsible for his death. <sighs> All right, gonna take a quick break and I'm gonna get, folks, I got Comey stuff, I got audio, I got video. We, I'm not even close to done. Hey, one quick programming note. As you can see, we're taping very early today for a couple of reasons. Number one, I wanted to get you a show before anyone out because I feel like those of you who've invested time in me, I owe you my perspective on the biggest news we've had in the foreign policy counter-terror front in well over a year. I wanted to take out first. We're trying to get the show up super early today. Secondly, I'm popping up to New York. I will be co-hosting the five, my triumphant return. I haven't been back in a while. So I'm reasonably confident there will be fireworks on the five at five o'clock on the Fox News channel. Don't miss it. Oh, Oh, yes. Someone's gonna have to shut me down. Uh-oh. Last time I was there, when I got argument, I got an argument with Marie Harf. They said it's not the two, it's the five. You gotta go. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, today's show also brought to you by buddies at Teeter, folks. Listen, I needed this this weekend. Um, I really, really, uh, I was hurting bad. I had a, I was at a jujitsu class this weekend, and with a bunch of blue belts got promoted, and uh, a bunch of excuse me, white belts got promoted to blue belt, which is always big in Brazilian jujitsu. It's the biggest belt of all. But I rolled for probably a half an hour. We played King of the Hill and I didn't lose. King of the Hill is where if you get someone passes your guard, you get out. So I was in for about a half an hour. And I'm telling you, my back was killing me. Sitting in your guard, having people pressing your knees into your face for a half an hour is, is uh, not my idea of a good time. So what did I do? I came home. What did I do? Excuse me. Went in my garage downstairs and I hung on the tweeter and I inverted 
for about a good five minutes, three, four times. And I'm telling you, I woke up and felt great. So much so I deadlifted today in the gym. Decompressing on a teeter inversion table for a few minutes a day is a great addition to anyone's daily routine to maintain a healthy spine and active lifestyle without the pain. But folks, here's the great part about teeter. You don't have to have a back injury to benefit from it. You can use it prophylactically to avoid back pain. If you have back pain, it works great. Like me, I've had back surgery. I love it. It keeps my shoulders feeling great too. It decompresses and elongates my spine, lets those, 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 uh, those healthy chemicals get in there. You get your blood flow. I just love it. I can't, I can't say enough about it. I use the product twice a day. Over 3 million people have put their trust in Teeter. They've been the best known brand in inversion tables since 1981 for a limited time. You can get Teeter's brand new 2019 upgraded model of the inversion table, the Teeter Fit Spine, with bonus accessories, the Stretch Max handles, which allow you to really get that traction, an easy reach ankle system, plus a free inversion program mat with 24 illustrated stretches and exercise for a limited time. Teeter inversion tables have thousands of reviews on Amazon. Go read them. They're rated at 4.6 stars. And with this deal, you'll get $150 off when you go to teeter.com slash Dan. That's T-E-E-T-E-R.com slash Dan. You'll also get free shipping, free returns, a 60-day money-back guarantee, so there's absolutely no risk for you to try it out. Remember, you can only get the new 2019 Teeter Fitspine Inversion Table, plus a free program map by going to teeter.com slash Dan. That's teeter.com slash Dan. You're going to love this product. I certainly do. So it's not just the Washington Post that lost their minds over this. Um, unsurprisingly, Nancy Pelosi, who thankfully uh, was not informed, and Adam Schiff, they are a gang of eight members, um, mm -hmm. We're not informed about the raid. Good. Why Trump doesn't owe them anything. President Trump doesn't answer to Nancy Pelosi. And folks, to be candid, Nancy Pelosi doesn't answer to President Trump either. Nancy Pelosi is the Speaker of the House. She is one of 435 members of Congress, and she is a separate and distinct branch of government. So is the President of the United States, who I believe is a unitary executive if you read the Constitution. Unfortunately, most of the liberals don't believe that because they want to prosecute President Trump and they think uh, people who work for him can attack him. That's a whole other show on another yeah. day. <laughs> but Nancy Pelosi seems to think, Joe, that President Trump owes her a briefing on just about anything, oh, despite see. the fact that Pelosi and Schiff cannot stop from leaking to the press every single minute of the day. Bottom line is this. Nancy Pelosi felt that she should have been briefed about the decapitation of ISIS by the killing of, of dog al-Baghdadi at the end of a cave where he was whimpering. She thought she should know that despite a history of her and her caucus leaking everything to the media to damage Donald Trump. Good for you, Mr. President. Two thumbs up for not telling them jack squat. So Pelosi decided she was going to issue a statement because, of course, this unambiguous good decapitating the membership, uh, the, the leader of ISIS at the end of a cave. She can't have that be a political win for Trump. So she puts out this statement, of course. And what does she manage to throw in at the end? If you're watching on YouTube, you can read it. I'm just going to read to you the important part at the end, youtube.com slash Bongino, if you want to check out the video. Listen to this little line she throws in at the end. The House must be briefed on this raid, which the Russians, but not top congressional leadership, were notified of in advance. Of course, she's got to fit. A Russia conspiracy yeah. theory in there, folks, every single time. Now, the Russians were not briefed on the operation. The Russians were briefed as part of a deconfliction yeah. notification. Yeah. Now, Nancy Pelosi, who you would think would know better being the Speaker of the House, she probably doesn't. I'm not sure um, how bright anymore Nancy Pelosi is. Ladies and gentlemen, in that theater, 
there are many different militaries operating in and quasi-militaries, terrorists and otherwise. Russians, Kurds, Turks, Syrians, SDF, Bashar al-Assad. So in an effort to avoid our helicopters being blown out of the sky by Russian anti-air defenses, of course the President of the United States is going to tell the Russians that something is happening. Sure. Joe, neither you or I are military professionals, correct? Right. I was law enforcement. Unless you're hiding something from me, Joe, you were not a lieutenant general in the Marine Corps at one point, right? Never, 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 no. Me no, me either. No. I was at it. But ladies and gentlemen, is this really take a genius to figure out? Nancy Pelosi is not operating an anti-aircraft battery in, in, in Syria where this dog was hiding in a cave. She doesn't need to know squat until she can control her caucus and stop leaking. The chances of them putting lives in danger by leaking were huge. The president doesn't know her anything, but of course she's got to attack him and slip in another Russia conspiracy theory because that's what Nancy Pelosi does. Speaking of conspiracy theories, it didn't end there. And I got to tell you, folks, this is really shameful. I know this guy, and he was a very nice guy to me in the White House. But there's a White House photographer I worked with. I, I, I don't say know very well, but professionally speaking, know very well. His name is Pete Souza. He was Obama's White House photographer. He took pictures of me. Mm-hmm. Some of those pictures I put up on the show from me and the Secret Service were taken by Pete. I couldn't be more disappointed. May say, how does that? What do you mean, conspiracy theory? Check out this tweet by former Obama photographer Pete Souza. He put out a tweet suggesting that this photo, which we'll show after this, of President Trump in the Situation Room in the White House, mm-hmm. commandeering these military forces in the middle of this raid, he suggests that no, the raid that this is, didn't happen, that the raid happened at 3.30 p.m. and that the photo was taken at 5 and it was all staged. Grossly irresponsible. This thing was retweeted. All You can see the tweet here. Now, he retracted it, to be fair, later. He says, well, the latest reporting for the New York Times, the helicopters left the rack at 5. Uh, conveniently, right when the photo was taken, and they reported it was about a 70-minute flight to Syria, so actual raid have to, had to happen sometime after 6 p.m. Understand what's going on here. He mm. started a big conspiracy theory that the raid actually happened at three o'clock in the afternoon when Trump was golfing, not at five when the picture, this picture here was taken. Of course, liberal lunatics mm-hmm. all over the place, liberal lunatics everywhere. There's the photo. You can see it for those watching on YouTube. Some of you have seen it already. It's a photo in the sit room in the white house. Liberal lunatics ran with the story. Trump golfing while the raid went on. Now, of course they missed the retraction by Pete, who really shamefully promoted this conspiracy theory. I'm really embarrassed for him. Stick to photography, man. Seriously. The raid happened when he was in the sit room. What you said is nonsense. But don't let your crazed, lunatic, liberal friends be stopped from, again, promoting another baseless conspiracy theory. Trump was on the golf course when the raid happened. Can you tell time? No, but keep in mind, very few of them have even seen the retraction by Susan. PJ Media, by the way, has an excellent piece up about this fake conspiracy theory that I'm going to put in the show notes. Folks, the show notes today are very good. I've got some articles, some really good stuff, some debunking stuff. This article, too. Check it out. There it is. It's um, by Matt Margolis, PJ Media. Former Obama photographer suggests al-Baghdadi raid photos were staged 
then quickly backtracks. But liberals don't follow the backtracking. They just follow the tracking. (sighs) Okay, now let's get to some video. Remember, folks, the talking points are out there for the left. This is an unambiguous good like the killing of bin Laden was. Period. Period. You don't have to vote for Trump. There's an election coming up. But to watch fake intellectuals and fake national security experts, and I say fake because they, they, they may have been national security personnel in the Obama administration, but they've shown to be nothing more than ideological political hacks now. To watch these frauds on TV humiliate themselves in public is one of the more embarrassing episodes I've ever seen. Let's go to video number one. I want you to pick out, I'm going to play two videos for you. I want you to try, I'll play them back to back. I'll come back and I'll play them. I want you to, let's do a little exercise at home. See how well you all do this. All right. I want you to pick out what the Democrat talking point, because remember, these are supposed to be national security people. They're really partisan Democrats. Pick out what the talking point they've been told to promote is. Let's play former CIA Deputy Director Mike Morell, Obama bootlicker. Let's play him. Um, what is he on? Uh, he's on one of these weekend shows, whatever oh. it may be. And let's see what he has to say. Pick out the talking point. Check this out. To me, right, this is a great day. We should be really thankful that Baghdadi is gone. And clearly the intelligence community, community and the U.S. military did an amazing job. And the president made exactly <clears throat> the right decision. And the president thanked Gina Haspel, the CIA Absolutely. director. Um, and I think we'll learn more in the days ahead about what the intelligence was and, and how we got it. And, and, and we'll thank even more people. Um, bothered me a little bit some of what the president did in, in, in providing detail about taking back to the United States pieces of Baghdadi's body. It bothered me a little bit hearing the president talk about that, some of that Syrian oil being ours, right? Because that's what inspires, that's what inspires um, some extremists. You know, the, the, the oil comments, Margaret, um, really validate at least it sounds to people like it validates 40 to 50 years of conspiracy theories about what American foreign policy is all about, right? And it's not. Um, so a great, great day, but I think the president could have handled the, the press conference a little bit better. That's one. Okay. <laughs> Keep all that stuff in your head. Nah. Now let's play video number two. Here's again, fake national security at full-time Democrat activist. What's her name? Sam Vinograd. Here's her ridiculous talking point on the comically named CNN show, Reliable Sources. Uh, I better not. Paula hates what I I'll just leave that there. Play Sam Vinograd. Try to pick out what the talking point is on this one. Well, this is obviously a major accomplishment. But from a counterterrorism perspective, the president's engagement with the media on this, Brian, is pretty surprising to me. This is a high risk period. Immediately after a special operation like this, there is increased risk of retaliatory attacks and risk to human sources on the ground in Syria, for example. The level of detail that President Trump went into into in that press conference increases the risk to sources that uh, may still be on the ground. It's really unprecedented when you think about how much detail he actually went into. Are you saying it's irresponsible? I think it is irresponsible. I think it puts sources at risk and it's unnecessary at this point. He could have Mm. been much more, uh, much more succinct in what he said. Did you get it? Yes. Uh, most, many of you, I'm <laughs> yes. sure have. So let's be clear. The talking yeah. point last week when President Trump, I think, made the sensible decision 
to start a withdrawal of forces from a region in conflict for, for gosh, since like the dinosaurs. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, yeah. The talking point last week, Joe, again, was if we don't fight them over there, we're going to have to fight them here on U.S. soil, so we better fight them over there. Yeah, Dan. So Trump gets actionable intelligence. President Trump makes a command decision. Our brave military special forces carries that out in a heroic manner. And what's the liberal talking point? They were coached. Here it is. Listen, you're going to have to celebrate it a little bit first. So just say, hey, nice job, whatever. Make it perfunctory. But after that, make sure you blame Trump for now radicalizing another generation of terrorists. Use the oil comment. Use the level of detail. The fact that we brought his body back in pieces. Make sure you emphasize, Joe. Make sure. Yeah. Emphasize the fact that Trump's response to this was, is now going to create more terrorists. They just told us kill him over there, but now their new talking point is yeah. kill him over there. Yeah, but yeah. don't say anything about it. And Joe said to me before the show because really we the tone of the show is important to me. Yeah, out of respect for our heroic military folks and everything, this is a difficult show to pull off. It, it is. is. Yeah, it is, Dan. Because I want to make sure the proper reverence to our military people and 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 what they did, and also that the level of disdain I have for these dog pig terrorists comes out. I want to contrast the two: brave U.S. soldiers, pigs, and dogs. And that had to come out today. Mm-hmm. But these people, folks have completely lost their mind. They want to make sure they have some kind of tone in the beginning so they don't totally humiliate themselves, but then they flip the script at the end because they can't. They they cannot give this guy a win. The talking point going forward. Watch it. Watch it. The verdict is in. It's going to be the Trump response to it is going to radicalize more people. And maybe he just should have shut up. Remember the tone. We, we, we argued about this. That's where I was going with that before. I have no problem at all. I am thankful for the president's tone. Telling an international global audience, I believe for the first time in that tone, how these Fake, brave, terror, faux bravado terrorists really die in pieces like dogs, whimpering like cowards. And yes, now we're taking your oil too to finance this. Do you think this was free? Oh, we can't talk about taking the oil. It was, this was never about the oil. About the oil. Morel, I mean, is Morel serious? A conspiracy theory that's gone away. It is a conspiracy theory that we invade countries to take the royal. We've never taken their royal. We could take the royal tomorrow. Folks, for all the liberal lunatics out there, do you really believe the greatest military in the history of humankind, the United States military, if we wanted to take the Iraqi and the Iranian oil, do you think we couldn't do it? The whole operation probably takes six months, soup to nuts. They were the only country on earth that leaves our debt on your soil and it gives you your country back. Mm-hmm. Morale's promoting a conspiracy theory. 
But to secure that oil, which Trump was clear at many points the Kurds and others need to finance some semblance of a sound economy to become responsible world actors, I have no problem whatsoever with Trump bringing that up. It's an international commodity. What, are we going to leave it out of the argument like it doesn't matter? We're not fighting for anybody's oil. We're fighting to decapitate terrorist dogs. But the fact that hopefully sane actors in the region can use their natural resources to build some kind of an economy in the future so you have a stable country, that's a valid thing to address. And Sam Vinaigrette, I don't like the detail and the tone. Uh, You know what? Spare me. The Obama administration, remember when they did that collaboration with the movie Zero Dark Thirty, which is a great movie, by the way. Remember that? The movie about the Bin Laden raid? Yeah. Oh, you missed that. You forgot that one? How the Obama administration, so the Obama administration is making movies about their heroism and they're worried about the level of detail when Trump describes how these guys were taken home in pieces. Fight them over there. If you don't fight them over there, they're going to come over here. Yeah, we did fight them over there. The end of a cave. Good for you, Mr. President. Now, I want to get to one more video Mm. because there's a larger context here too, folks. There's a presidential election coming up. There are decisions that have to be made and hard ones. There are some moderate Democrats out there, candidly, some never Trump Republicans as well. I think Joe Biden's a better option. Oh, Uncle Joe, he's got better military instincts than Trump. You sure Uh, about that? Duh. By the way, one thing about this cut on a lighter note. I'm going to play this video. Joe, notice some. Do you notice how deep Joe Biden's voice sounds? It shows like they messed with the EQ or something. Listen to Joe. And you have a good call by Joe. This is Joe Biden. Joe Biden running for president now against Trump. Actually, like, celebrating his own bad military judgment on the Bin Laden raid. We didn't manipulate this. Here's Joe Biden, in his own words, on the wrong side of yet another foreign policy affair. This is the lead frontrunner against Donald Trump. Check this out. And we had to make a decision. The president, he went around the table with all the senior people, including the the chiefs of staff. And he said, I have to make the decision. What is your opinion? He started the National Security Advisor, the Secretary of State, and he ended with me. Every single person in that room hedged their bet, except Leon Panetta. Leon said, go. Everyone else said, 49, 51, this got to me. He said, Joe, what do you think? And I said, you know, I didn't know we had so many economists around the table. I said, we owe the man a direct answer. Mr. President, my suggestion is don't go. We have to do two more things to see if he's there. He walked out and said, I'll give you my decision. By the way, I mean, was that Barry White or Joe Biden? I mean, Joe's right. I I didn't even know. Joe's a sound engineer. So he's very, he's got an ear for this I don't have. I didn't even notice that when I sent him the cut. I said, Joe, can you cut this for me? (laughs) Folks. Mr. Peanut. That's Joe Biden in his own words. He's he's yes. almost like back patting himself yeah. about making a decision that was clearly wrong. Yeah. If we would have listened to Joe Biden, bin Laden still be alive. Again, folks, there's an election coming up. Remember, Trump's the oh, he's so dumb. Oh, he's so stupid. Keep him off the tweet. He doesn't know anything. He said, Really? Trump, he, Trump's the bad guy. Biden's the genius? No, oh, yeah. I think you've got that a little backwards. 
All right. I got more. I promise you on Friday I get to some Comey stuff because some of you, bizarrely, I I, I don't get it. You're not still very limb, very small group of people. But yes, still some people think I'm somehow giving a pass to the Come FBI on. after Friday's show. <laughs> I am I don't know what else to say. I don't know what I'm you can do. I don't know what else to do. Uh, well, I'm going to try now because now we're going to just fillet Jim Comey, um, <laughs> okay. who just made a fool of himself again this weekend. But um, uh, they, they really they think because I'm blaming Brennan as being the founder of the feast of this thing that I'm giving Comey a pay. I'm not. No, they are equally culpable. It just in different ways, I guess, is a good way to frame it. All right. All right yeah. Finally, today's show brought to you by our buddies. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Helix Sleep. We have two of these mattresses in my house, folks. And I tell you, I'd be lost without them. My daughter, who's watching the show today, has one of them. We have one of them, my wife and I. Helix Sleep, hands down. There you are not going to find a better mattress for the money. Now, why? You know, anybody can say that, but why? Well, there's a reason. Helix, 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 uh, like the double Helix, Watson and Crick. Helix Sleep has a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences. The perfect mattress for you, not for some generic guy or woman. You a side sleeper, a hot sleeper? You like a firm bed, a plush bed? With Helix, there's no guesswork. There's no confusion. There's no compromising. Helix Sleep is rated number one. Not number two, number one. By GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to Helix Sleep, H-E-L-I-X, helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. And they'll match you to a customized mattress. For you, you will get the best sleep of your life. Out. You will be out. Wake up in the morning. You will feel amazing. And for couples, Helix can even split the mattress down the middle. Who's better than you? Provides individual support needs and preferences for each side of the bed. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. You will. Helix is offering right now up to $125 off all mattress orders for our listeners. Support the show. Get up to $125 off at helixsleep.com slash Dan. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash Dan. For up to $125 off your mattress order, helixsleep.com slash Dan. The best mattress out there for the money, hands down, helixsleep.com slash Dan. All right. Cardinal Comey, a uh, hat tip Judge Janine, who calls him uh, <laughs> Cardinal Comey. Say, what does Sean call him? Sean Hattie calls him St. Comey or something. Uh, Jim Comey has beatified himself. Um, he thinks he is at the top of the moral totem pole. He is our intellectual and moral better, Joe, as you know. He is obviously one of the elites, and we're just all the dumb, great, unwashed yeah, class. I understand uh, having that. To, you know, yes. Maybe shine his shoes when we get around to it. Comey's a fraud. He's a fake. Um, and if you missed Friday's show, please watch it again. The visuals on YouTube, a little rough. There's a white wall behind us, the best we could do. But I lay out how I believe Brennan, John Brennan, misled the FBI into opening an investigation. Now, some of you have mistakenly taken that as a, well, what are you saying? The FBI didn't do anything. No, the FBI to follow. So that's part one. I have no doubt anymore Brennan started this thing by misleading the FBI into opening up Spygate, to be precise. But once the spying operation was opened up, the FBI, maybe in an act of even greater moral failing, and Comey took a broken case based on a lie from Brennan, Joe, that they didn't know was a lie, and ran with it once they found out it was a lie. (laughs) And Comey was the director of the FBI when it all happened. 
So before I get into this, to just we wreck, we gotta we gotta decimate Comey here. I want to play this video first of this guy's insane hubris. I mean, this guy's misplaced pride is staggering. He was at Politicon, by the way. I don't know why conservatives go to Politicon anymore. I went there and they had a moderator. For those of you who were there, I blew up at this guy. The moderator was debating me worse than the liberals on the panel. They set you up every time. I, I don't understand why <laughs> conservatives go to this thing. Comey was at Politicon interviewing with uh, rabid anti-Trumper, one of the you know worst commentators on television, Nicole Wallace. Um, and they're at Politicon, and Comey's insisting still, Joe, he did nothing wrong. Play the cut. Give us transparency. I'm not worried about a single thing in connection with any of the matters under investigation, gather the facts, write a report, and share it with the American people. Please do that. Because all this stuff in the media with the Attorney General saying stuff doesn't just jibe, it doesn't jibe is an attack on the integrity of the institution, which he is supposed to be leading. The way to protect that is show the folks the facts. Lay it out. Don't drip it out. Don't leak it out. Give it out. And I'm, I'm confident that when the American people see the picture of why we did what we did, their confidence in the institution will be maintained, restored, and protected. Folks, this guy is a lying fraud. He is a six-foot-seven pile of lies and fraudulent activity hard to match anywhere in law enforcement. I'm not kidding when I say this. Oh. I Perfectly timed. Oh. I am not kidding when I say I really think this guy... Is it's got issues upstairs. Yeah. I'm trying to be delicate. I'm not kidding. Yeah. This is this guy has there's something going on upstairs. Something's not the axons and the dendrites are missing each other. The connections are yeah. not the neurotransmitters are getting blocked up in that neurotransmitter space. They're not getting through. Write a report on what okay, let's write a report. Let's talk about what you did, folks. I have told you repeatedly, and I will say this again. There are a number of grotesque missteps Comey and his FBI made in their illicit spying operation on Trump, not notifying the Congress, not following the Woods procedure, not verifying the dossier, not verifying Steele's information, not following up appropriately on Steele. But I'm telling you the most damning piece of information from what I know, you've only heard on this show so far, and I wish more people would pick up on it, ask questions. Don't forget this about Cardinal Comey. In January of 2017, before the FBI reauthorizes additional warrants to spy on Donald Trump, additional FISA renewals, mm -hmm. January of 2017, I have from sources that are impeccable, Comey's FBI interviews one of Steele's Russian sources finds out that the source is a total fraud. In other words, everything they have based their spying operation on Donald Trump on steals information from the Russians is fake. I even know the name of the woman who's in on this, writes the report and shows it to Comey for another day. For another day. I know who it is. And I know Comey saw it. And they kept spying on the president anyway. This guy is a lying fraud. A TDS level six infected fraud who astoundingly is still 
I'm telling you, there's something not connecting upstairs. Still, I think, believes he didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. This is insane. Yeah. Now, breaking also last week, and we had so much going on, I didn't have any time to get to this. this I mean, the show, you guys, everybody laughs with the stack stuff, but it's just true. It's all this stuff. I get these paper. I still didn't even get to half the stuff I had at the AOC. I get this climate change thing I want to get to this week. That's terrific. I was going to get to it today. We're not going to have any time. Yeah, but it's, it's everything you need to know, you know, in an hour. In an hour. That's our new tagline. I love that, Joe. People like that. It's been catching up. Also, the interview of Mike Flynn, Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, who's interviewed at the White House, Trump's national security advisor, and accused of lying about his contacts with the Russian ambassador. Many of you are familiar with the case. He's being prosecuted right now, Mike Flynn. His excellent lawyer, Sidney Powell, has now exposed grotesque Comey FBI malfeasance. Now, we already know Comey's on tape. I'd play the cut, but you know maybe I'll get it for later in the week. Where Comey already acknowledged in an interview that he sent agents over the White House knowing it wasn't procedure because he just thought the White House wouldn't be ready for him and he could get one over on Mike Flynn. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And they were new and I just figured send a few guys over. This guy's a, he's a liar. He's a total fraud. Well, look at this text that uh, Sidney Powell and others have just, uh, hat tip, by the way, Technofog on Twitter. Great on this, all over this case. Here's a text, Lisa, Lisa Page and Stroke, where they're talking about the 302 they filled out after the interview of Mike Flynn, where they allege Flynn lied, but people said on the record later that during the interview, they didn't think Flynn lied. So the 302 that says he lied or indicates that he lied, it was being disingenuous. We were told that those edits, those were, that, that those edits were made by someone else, not by Page. But look at these texts. I made your edits and sent them to Joe. I also emailed you an updated 302. I'm not asking you to edit this this weekend. I just wanted to send it to you. That's funny because Paige didn't seem to acknowledge she was involved in the editing of the summary of Mike Flynn's interview where they seemed to hint at him lying, even though in the interview they said he didn't lie. You maybe say this doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to. The FBI interviewed Flynn, went back to Comey, said they didn't think he was being deceptive, and then edited the summary of the interview to indicate he was being deceptive. Oh, that didn't happen, Dan. Really? We have the evidence right here. Hat tip, Yvonne, uh, Pen- even Pentikoff. I pe- I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong, sir. It's not intentional. Over at Epic Times. These are his screenshots. Here's the written notes from that meeting where, again, they didn't think Flynn lied, but then the type notes later say something different. Let's put up written note number one from the meeting. So Flynn's asked about these four or five calls to the Russian ambassador that he supposedly lied about. Flynn said, this is the FBI's own notes, folks. Look at them here. If so, don't remember. This is Flynn suggesting he doesn't remember the four to five calls he allegedly lied about. You, you dig? Mm-hmm. These are the FBI's own notes. Let's go to the other agent who took similar notes on this. These are their written notes. This is always oh, Pianca and Stroke interviewing them. Here we go. No recollection. Not really. I don't remember. So in the FBI's own written notes from the two agents there, they write down that Flynn says he has no recollection of these calls. But that's not what showed up in the type notes later with the edits. Let's check out the type notes and see what the Flynn remembered making four to five calls that day about this issue. He did. 
Wow, that's odd. Because the written <laughs> notes we just showed said the exact opposite, that he didn't remember. <laughs> oh, oh, Comey, don't worry, Jim. You did nothing wrong. Don't worry, St. Jimbo. Jimmy C., don't you worry, buddy. Go to Politicon with your liberal hacks and your terrible interviewer, Nicole Wallace. Nobody will ever ask you a critical question about why in January you knew you were investigating Trump on a hoax steel dossier because you'd interviewed his source. And that you interviewed Mike Flynn after knowingly violating standard procedure for White House interviews. You ambush interview Flynn. Your FBI agent said take notes indicating he didn't remember those calls. You say he was deceptive about, even though you said he wasn't deceptive about him. And then someone edits the interview form to say, oh, he remembers those calls. That's not what he said. Did nothing wrong, Jim. You're great. Best FBI, best FBI director in human history. Nice work. What a chump. So sick of this guy and his garbage. All right, folks, that was loaded today. Uh, Listen, I got some really great stuff I'd like to get to later in the week, some AOC stuff, I I know, but it's worth it. And I've got a really, really good climate change article from Mises.org about that 97% thing. I'll try to get to it tomorrow, some point in the week. Either way, they're in the show notes today for you to read them. If you want to read ahead, go check them out at Bongino.com. Subscribe to my email list, my newsletter. I'll email the articles right to you. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. We really appreciate it. Trying to get to those 300,000 subscribers. We are almost there. Thanks a lot for your support, folks. It means the world. We had our best day ever on Friday, despite it being a road show. Thanks a lot. I'll see you tomorrow. Watch the five. Don't miss it. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen.